When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Stuart Friesen, and you're listening to the Always Race Day podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 103 or 4. I think it's 104 of the Always Race Day podcast uh, presented by the Carlotta Group. We're going to talk uh, today's NASCAR race, uh, some Tyler Reddick uh, conversations, some World of Outlaws. Brad Sweet got his first win over the weekend. Uh, and in Supercross, Chase Sexton screwed up again. Uh, but first, I got to tell you guys about the Carl Auto Group before we get started. If you're looking for a car, if you're looking to get uh, used, new, they got it all over at the Carl Auto Group. And as me and Damon like to say, Damon's not on the pod today, but as we like to say, they will give you the cleanest car you've ever gotten. There will be no dirt in it, but you can take it to the dirt track that night and get it as dirty as you want. So. Carl Auto Group, appreciate them for being our presenting sponsors. Um, I'll have a clever ad read for Wednesday. We'll do that. We'll plan for that. But for now, it's uh, me with uh, Caleb Sluha and Joshua Olmstead uh, talking what happened this weekend. How are you guys doing? Well, we're doing. We're doing. Uh, that was quite the, quite the race today, to say the least. I like it. So we'll we'll hop into it. We usually do what? How are your weekends? We usually slowly get into stuff. Yeah, I mean it was relaxing. Worked yesterday, so now uh, turn around and get ready for another work week. But goes by too fast. Yeah. Huh. After, dude, yeah. after the March Madness trip, like all the days work together. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have, and I. So my friends are in Seattle tonight covering uh, the Elite Eight and the Iowa women, and I am kind of pissed because I would have gone to Supercross this weekend had I been covering the Sweet Sixteen at least. I would have stayed the extra day if they lost, anyways. Um, but yeah, no, it's good to be back and getting the flow of racing and stuff. Josh, what happened with your weekend? I, heard I don't need well like first off yeah for first off i don't even want to talk about march madness it's so infuriating um so we're gonna have we have nick yeoman on you know him being an indie indie car guy uh so he's a big purdue fan um and we usually talk that's <laughs> when he's on so we're gonna have him on after the texas race and uh i got a lot of questions for nick about purdue this oh week. god god I don't even want to know the amounts of money he probably broke watching that game. No one tell him I said this. I'm not going to grill him, but I do have like, I have things I want to know about Purdue's fan base. <laughs> try to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> I don't even want to know. can't figure out if they want to fire coaches based on poorly timed upsets three years in a row. <laughs> yeah. Once you start seeing a trend like that, you, you start to wonder you kind of figure out what the problem is. No, if you put Drake in the one seed and they lost as a 16, I'd be like, extend that coach. At least he got him the one. Yeah. I'd just brag about your pre-tournament seating and tell everyone that the tournament's such a crapshoot, it doesn't even make a difference. No. And you just claim that national title. 
pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pretty much. Ah. All right, let's let's talk Coda uh, from today. Um, what do you guys think overall? I thought it was pretty damn good. Uh, it, I, I don't think there was a better race this year on the schedule besides Daytona because Ricky. But yeah, I mean, I think it was it was solid road course racing. Um, it was nice to not have the stage break, so you actually could feel the race kind of come together and current uh, racing wise and tell me if i'm wrong and i promise i won't interrupt people the whole podcast i just <laughs> like racing wise package wise massive upgrade from last year i i would agree yeah i mean being able to watch them kind of swap back and forth constantly from the lead just like two car and no one could really run away. Like as good as Reddick's car was like, he could drive through the field, but once he got out there, like he didn't like pull a 10 second lead, like the car's pace was. Right. And even when he, even at the end, when he kind of did in two laps, like people were still close to him and they're kind of hobbled at that point on tires and stuff. And William Byron couldn't right. get in front of Kyle Busch and Alex Bowman. And I mean, I thought it was a great like test of drivers rather than um, the leader in clean air has an advantage, you know, and that considering like what we saw last year and stuff like that, like that's a huge step forward. Uh, hopefully we see the same thing on road or on short tracks and all that goes according to plan. We'll find out a little bit next week at Richmond. Yeah. I was telling Caleb earlier this week, I was like, I don't know how I feel about stock cars being at Coda, but it kind of disproved that to me today watching it. I mean, everything kind of fell right and as it should be. At the back end of that uh, big green flag run in the middle of the race, I looked at my dad and said, wow, first, first and eighth place are separated by 14 seconds right now. That's about first and second when F1 race is there. That only takes three laps to get to. I, I definitely feel like it was solid. I mean, I think this is the third year that we've had Coda. The first year was obviously, you know, the, the rain race was a disaster. And then we last year with the package, and everything really saw um, some struggle. So yeah, I, we were kind of doubting and we were like, man, I don't know if, you know, Coda's going to be able to stick around much longer, but I think today was a good savior in that. And here's the thing about NASCAR's new events they've brought up. Um, and if you're a really loyal listener to this podcast, you might, some people might call you a loser, but I, I love you a lot. Uh, I've said for a while, let NASCAR get their inaugural event in. You know, feel free to judge it, but let them take the second attempt at it and see if that one ends up being better. So throw the clash out because that one was kind of the same. It didn't really take a step forward, but it sure as hell didn't take a step back. And I like Wiz Khalifa, so I'm willing to put it forward, but I'll throw it out. Uh, it got better today. Uh, look at Knoxville Dirt from last year. Uh, you look at the Roval. That was kind of all chaos the first year, and it got better and continued to get better. Um, we'll look at Chicago later this year. Bristol Dirt last year was way better than the first Bristol Dirt. Um, there's just it's there's it's very rare when NASCAR has one of these ideas and they don't figure out how to make it better after the first time, and it's never like such a shit show that you throw it out. Um, 
except for Coda with how much rain they got, and you just can't control that. Yeah, I kind of always forget as like, I guess I did probably, probably because I was busy. I always forget about that first race and how like of a mess it actually was. I remember um, people complaining because they wouldn't race the cars in the rain and they were blaming it on NASCAR stock cars. And it's like something that's happened in F1. Like like the, the Monaco. Yeah, I was just going to, yeah. From an hour to start it and they started the clock anyway, which was stupid. Yeah. The whole the whole clock was dumb. There's so many like things about F1 that just pisses me off. But it, no, besides I, the point, I was gonna say we'll we'll come back to it. <laughs> I have takes yeah. from today. Yeah. Um, no, only, I thought it was very well. Go ahead. The only thing I did find kind of disappointing, and like it was more of like a get your crap together because you know with this i especially with the drivers that were in the field i feel like we had a lot of international eyes on this race um and then we had to have what three overtime restarts because we couldn't you know not wreck so no that's that's um, a really good no that's a great place to start because so i get really pissed when a race ends under caution Especially when a, guy, when a guy has a fan, and I obviously like I'm a reporter, so I'm looking at things and coming up with like, why is that important? This guy won, and it, that guy ended up winning the race. He ends up winning the race, whatever. But more likely than not, when it ends under caution, you're gonna say, "Oh, well, if that guy had a restart, that guy would have beat that guy." And I, I just hate races ending under yellow. And if I have to trade, personally, if I have to trade that quote unquote shit show of a finish with three overtimes. Okay. Like that, the last 30 minutes was suspenseful. Every restart, every time that someone racked in the caution came out, you're like, ah, damn, but we'll watch him line up and do it again and see if Tyler Reddick can defend again. Like I thought that was way better than it ends on the first one and it just ends under yellow and it. It's anticlimactic. I mean, that's, that's fair. I, w- I would agree with that. I just think, you know, it kind of makes NASCAR, the laughing stock that some people think it is when it can and it's that, that part of it that. sucks but i think you have to take that and find a way You're, okay first off the people in the booth can't be talking about it like that that's the worst part is they're sitting there like saying you know just feeding into the people saying that this is a demolition derby right that you they have to sit there and take a stance and just say like, you know, no one wants to have six <laughs> overtimes, but we're going to go until we find a damn winner. Uh, and we're going to let these guys fight and race it out. Cause that's what it is. I, I understand they can joke, but Holy cow. I mean, they don't have any personality for 55 laps and then we have overtime finishes and now they want to like clown on the sport in the one spot where you should probably defend it there. Cause we need someone to. If only Chase Elliott would have stepped in and saved us all. He was, dude, his his strategy takes were good. There was three or four times where I almost tweeted you like, that sentence right there, he had it. He That was good. <laughs> I, he was telling Byron to line up on the inside of the choose cone, and Byron went outside both times. Okay, but the, the whole point is... Like well, who won the we race? needed the personality. We needed the personality. Like like his as a race car driver and a champion, he should know. He should know that stuff. But like, have some joy to it. Yeah, that's okay. The well, time out. Who's smarter, Rudy Fugel or Chase Elliott? Because Rudy called outside. 
So you just sound like an asshole. <laughs> I don't even want to get into which way how you no. answer that question. You want the 2020 champion or guy who hasn't won a Cup Series title? So here's the thing. Like, yeah, he Hugel hasn't won a Cup Series sight. championship, right? I'm not stupid, right? Oh man, I no, because he was he dominated KBM trucks. That's where we need Noah Nelson because he would have absolutely. He, he would that be out. like, dude, he won one in 2004 with Matt Kinsey. Yeah. What the hell are you? Noah, Noah would straight up be two. He'd be like, well, he's run 34 races with this driver. He's won 12 with it. Like he, yeah, he'd pull out. But uh, no, I, I mean, he's Chase Elliott is smart. He knows what he's doing. But I, the dude just talks like this the entire time. And well, you guys took my take as like we need something different on the broadcast, and and also a guy with some personality. And I said, for starters, like your most popular driver is out with an injury. Just put him on for a bit. Well, the problem was we said, you said somebody more entertaining. And yeah, said, I know. I kind of like who? I do that, but you have to understand. Like, that's not, that's just something Play the tape. Play the tape. <laughs> that, the the awkward doing. part was they had him and Gunther on. Uh, what's his position, Caleb Gunther's? He's. He's Haas's engineer. Thank you. I well, I couldn't remember exactly what he did uh, for Haas, but um, they had him on, and they just had him sit in the booth, yeah. and then didn't really talk to him. And then they no, the, then they pipe in. No, it was again. so. And I was like, are are these people like on standby? Like what are like what it, are we doing? It with? was so frustrating because Steiner has such a fantastic personality and he like would say four words every 12 laps. Like it just, See, he wouldn't, I, and I, Damon is going to get pissed if I do a Mike Joy rant when he's not here. Cause he's an avid defender. Mike was not teeing him up with any questions that required more than four words to answer. No. And let, like, he said, how has Boyer the sport changed was... from 2005? Well, yeah, a lot more technology. That's, yeah, duh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Boy, Boyer would transition it decently well, and Kurt had a time or two where he transitioned it to him well, but Mike Choi just never, ever set him up properly. But that's the <laughs> thing, was too. Good. We had, like, a full-on interview with Chase Elliott, like a full, like, 10-minute, like, back and forth, but then – you know, this guy that we actually get a chance to talk with nothing. <laughs> yeah. And at, at least like Kurt was good this weekend. Um, Kurt's usually always good in my opinion. From, yeah. And from the booth, especially at the end of that race, uh, I, yeah. it sounded to me like he's out of the race or out of racing entirely because of the concussions and it really right. tore him up a little bit. Uh, watch him so, take the win, but he was like that. That part was really cool. Somebody actually tweeted that he has a doctor's appointment tomorrow in North Carolina, and he's hoping for promising news. Ooh. So we'll see. But yeah, him him tearing up that that got to me a little bit. That was uh, a good special moment for sure. Okay, so the negatives I have on the broadcast now that I got that up. <laughs> Smooth was better, but it's still not good. Uh, at least Larry McReynolds is coming back next week. I don't know. If yes. I've been think... too old or what, but God damn it. You need him there. Cause he's the only one. That's yeah, real. People. He needs to, he needs to be at the track. It's I'm, I'm kind of annoyed that they just keep him back in like the studio and don't ever have him at the track. If you call Eric Jones, Eric bell, 
or Christopher Jones. Someone needs to say, you met Eric Jones or you met Christopher Bell. You can't just let that go. You cannot, cannot just, you're making the old guy look older. That's what they're doing. And it's not good. And the broadcast was the same. It's been the last seven weeks. I don't know what the hell Mike Joy tweeted that we're working on broadcast enhancements for. I didn't see a single one today other than who the hell they had on it. Yeah, I did notice that too. And I was going to comment on that because I didn't see anything. The only thing I really noticed was uh, they missed an entire wreck at the beginning and well, then the first track they missed uh, well, they just didn't, they immediately didn't after the first wreck. no they they what they used it the replay of the wreck as their transition to the commercial like and not even like a good replay but yeah it was an so onboard they, yeah ryan blaney's onboard was like one of the seven cameras they brought to the track <laughs> the 3.4 3. mile biggest track you're at one of the seven camera angles we got to see was ryan blaney's on board yeah that and was... multiple times they're going into that first turn and they chose the most zoomed out fucking view of it well you don't even expect your talent on the air to call what is going on in that group of cars because it's so you i mean physically like you need like an auctioneer's mouth to do it right and right. you don't even expect them to do that but you choose a camera angle that's so far away that I have to stand a foot away from my TV to see what's going on. Yeah. Like right on that first turn when they wrapped the hairpin and that camera is so far back, there were so many times where there was like an incident where someone got spun on the exit of turn one and we're all sitting here talking. We're all like, wait, who was that? Cause you can't even see the cars. Like oh, yeah, you can like just see that this three cars go around. You're like trying to base it off colors. This incident happened six minutes ago, but now I'm pissed at Kimi Raikkonen. Yes. <laughs> what happened today? For real. Well, that was the best part too. So a car would spin and you'd go, oh, who was that? And then we would just keep on going on and act like it just didn't even happen. Yeah. But so, one of those, like they had like six or seven go around and they're just like, everyone made it through the big cars, right? I'm like, who the hell is everyone? Right. Or like the one, one of the overtimes they threw a caution and then, like, Raikkonen got spun, like, after they threw the caution, and not a word was said about it. Like, brother literally got spun under caution, and not a word was said. I didn't even notice that. It was the second overtime, I think it was. Because he was, like, running, like, 16th, and then they threw the yellow, and then all of a sudden they cut to Kimi Raikkonen turned around to in front of the field that was before he took out ryan blaney then he doored the fuck out of ryan blaney on the last one it was bad it yeah so yeah it was before so, which put I, him back there i looked at my dad there. and said i didn't realize that was the car that hit him but i don't know how the hell uh, kimmy went from turning left to into his left rear left rear tire i mean i don't think it i mean you know, Brian no, Blaney, I, I don't uh, blame Kimmy either. He had bad influence by both of his teammates. <laughs> Which that'll bring me to my subject of what are our thoughts on Suarez's little post-race shenanigans. Yeah, so that, that camera angle. Um, so if you didn't see this, uh, it was on Twitter after the race, they're coming to pit road and Suarez speeds up to pass a guy. Um, then he like bumps Ross Chastain out of the way so that he can go bump Alex Bowman as they're coming onto pit road. 
I was seeing a lot of people say Gibbs, that. I, I also want to say Ty Gibbs was crucified for this, and that is the word I want to use. <laughs> crucified for this last year. <laughs> See, I. <laughs> or is yours now, Josh? Call him Richard because he is petty. Holy cow. Oh I'm just saying, he was. He was. I just, well, I don't I know. I. I've seen so many people talk about how they're like, oh, he moved Chastain to get to Bowman. But I think it was a like fully intentional that he was like mad at Chastain and mad at Bowman. He, so he well, showed he his displeasure to both Glock, of them. Jeff Gluck had a video after the race of them kind of yeah. a little bit. And I, I thought I heard Ross say, don't take the high road on me or something like that. But I have no, I have no clue what was actually said because he was far away. I was trying to listen to it and my ears suck. But if you know, if you want to send me a transcript. That's a lot yeah, to ask. Don't actually do that, but text me. <laughs> there's there's part of me that is like absolute savage, hilarious that he rolled up and absolutely just, you know, ram Chastain and in the process moved him out of the way so that he could go ram Bowman. Yeah, um, and like that doesn't it almost doesn't make sense to you because you're kind of like that takes a lot of calculation to I, like, yeah, right. bump my teammate out of the way. <laughs> I can go hit this guy in front of him. I think he was mad at both of them. Yeah, I yeah. think he was mad at both of them. And to be real honest, I think he he was just seeing red. And I literally think he went in to hit Chastain. And as soon as Chastain moved out of the way, he was like, all right, well, we're going to keep on going. And, <laughs> um, yeah, but I, hey, that guy hit me too. Yeah, like the only yeah. uh, concern that I have on that is you're, you know, a couple feet from a NASCAR official at that point. Um, that's that's the Ty so, Gibbs comment I made. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see if NASCAR how they view that stuff because you know that's kind of a I, I definitely see like a fine coming, but it, I find it hard to believe that there's going to be any points involved as what people are talking about. That I was typing up the standings today, and the negative ten stage points that Alex Bowman has kind of makes me feel like they. They're done taking people's shit, and they might just do stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, can we? I and we're gonna like derail completely. So, because I've we're asked, still on. We are doing great yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have a question. So, I asked my friends this, and they didn't understand. So, I've, I'm gonna see if Connor knows. Okay. If Hendrick is appealing their penalty. Don't they get to keep their crew chiefs while they're appealing that penalty? They should, but they don't. You bring up like, a really good point, but I know Bowman didn't have Blake this weekend. No, they. I mean, they have. They're on their like third week of not having their crew chiefs, and I thought if you appealed, then you can keep your. So what? What probably happened was in case they lost the appeal. <laughs> They're sitting the guys out, especially like for when Chase comes back, they want him to have Alan Gustafson. So that's probably what happened in my. That's so, my yeah. best working theory too. I, yeah, because what who, one of us said it where they were talking about how, well, they could also make the argument of, well, we already served it, so we shouldn't have to like after set appeal, like even if they aren't. Even if it is upheld, they're like, well, we basically served it for three weeks. We already yeah, have. No, the penalty, have the penalty won't reset, and they can't add to the penalty. They can only right the cost <laughs> of the appeal. If that's if I have that right, like what I and I think they made they made appealing things like cost more money this year. 
I think what they're trying to do eventually is they want all their crew chiefs to serve all this time. And then that way, if they go and they get the penalty completely rescinded, um, then they can make an argument for Jeff Gordon being added to the chase. Okay. He was rightfully re-added to, for as a 13th member. <laughs> he, yes. <laughs> I don't understand how people don't – like, I will watch that race with you, and we'll do a podcast afterwards so I, it's fresh in my brain. They were completely in the right to put Jeff Gordon back in the chase. That's an absolutely biased piece of shit. Did you ever watch the Dale Jr. download? I, th- I think it was Dale Jr. download with uh, Ty Norris. Uh-uh. Um, talking about, oh my God, you have to go watch. It's he talks all about that day and the uh, Michael Walter bracing deal, and uh, there's there were so many parts involved. I blame uh, I blame that purposeful wreck for delaying Brett Moffat's arrival to the Cup Series. Of course you do. Has of course. There was a chain of events set forth when he's <laughs> there. There needs to be a, a counter for every time, like nothing that relates to Brett Moffat whatsoever is brought up somehow guys, related no, to Brett Moffat. You guys missed the Michael and days because it was the same. Thing. <laughs> I would believe it. Yeah, we, we actually still bring up Michael and in one of my group chats religiously. <laughs> I'm like the Michael and guy to them. We, we need to have like a separate podcast that's just like the six degrees of Brett Moffat. And then we just start with like the topic of the day and it'll be like bacon. And then Connor will just somehow get from bacon to like Brett Moffat. I bet if I got really good at Wikipedia, <laughs> I could take like any page and get back to Brett Moffat. And like bacon, bacon, Eric Gomerol is sponsored by them. Eric Gomerol and Brett Moffat had an incident the other day of. <laughs> you but yeah, that, in three pages. <laughs> that episode where where he talks about everything that went on in that race um because it was well beyond just you know clinton boyer spinning and like it he was basically he he mentions too where like the big teams were paying the smaller teams all year long to leave the race basically to get them more points so like he mentions you know if, if joey logano hurt his car on lap 13 and was laps down, then Penske would start going paying the smaller teams to basically just pack up and go home. Jeez, so they could that makes more a lot points. of sense. Because it was like that Talladega race I went to when I was a kid. Like wait, probably a lot, probably a few years before that, because um, it was like 2010 or something like that or 2009. Uh, but Gordon ran that Pepsi throwback and was out on lap seven. But if a car had like any sort of trouble, they would like eventually retire. And Gordon's running. 56 laps down in 34th. I'm like, get 33rd. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it was insane because they basically, he talks about, you know, he thinks NASCAR came down so hard because this stuff was going on all year long and, you know, it basically just came to a head. Um, but yeah, there's that, that's something that like you absolutely have to go listen to because there's so much more beyond what like most people knew. And he, talks all about it. it it was a fantastic listen by the way before we get back into the the show uh i, I get, i'm like halfway through my indycar book now i read like 100 pages on the plane yeah how about that that's good so i've been reading it for a year and a half we're so proud of you like 180 pages in it's gonna, what, it, what, what is it about uh, it's about their split and why they're not popular now like how many times IndyCar has dropped the ball because both there's two sides of 
the sport that are fighting and they can't get anything done. It's fascinating to me, like the stances they took on stuff. Did I ever tell you about my deal when I got like a pass from them? This should be good. Go for it. Uh, no, it's probably going to have to be off the podcast. What? Oh, what? It's, it's probably better for it, but I didn't know if I'd ever told you about about that. It was I? I have a good relationship with the people from IndyCar. I know that's why I'm they, they they were making fun of it, but they, they loved that I, I called them like the pinnacle of road course racing in the world because of the history and everything with it. Just open wheel asphalt racing, and there no one yeah, has man. done it better than IndyCar. F1 stinks. Y'all know that. I, I, I was just about to list all of them and just say they all stink. But I just wish they would do more international races. They're working on Argentina. Good. They just went, they just went down and viewed a track down there. I miss, I miss like Brazil and like Brazil Edmonton. I love Brazil. I, I mean, if you, fund, which, if you fund the trip, I will take you down there. No, if you fund the trip. <laughs> we'll, we'll probably have more money then. We'll probably go. I mean, now that you've got me and Josh on, I don't know how we're not rolling in the dough yet. Josh hasn't put his OnlyFans on. Oh, boy. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You have that pencil in the budget, Josh. That's part of the growth, part of the growth plan. This, this account is news to me. <laughs> All right. Uh, Coda, anyways. Um, <laughs> I, I want to Ross Chastain pretended his car couldn't start and sat there until a caution came out and then he spun the car around and got back in line typical we're not big team. Is that- that's very typical of a big team to do that and it's it is very frustrating we're, from we're just a, not a- we're just not holding them for a lap we've seen cars and hosts of our held a lap for doing similar crap like we're just not doing anything about it no but the first one i've seen williams. all year if it was josh williams doing it then it would have been a problem but uh, yeah, I mean, we we saw. That's typical... a good point. That's a really good point. I, it's, you know, it's hard sometimes not to question and feel that way with them. You, you want to think that you, it's not, but you have to stay consistent because that's one of the things F1's never going to be. And if you, can I was, I in any category. I was just going to say that about the FIA. Yeah, like you need to, you know, make them look like a fool, but you have like by doing that you have to button up yourself and that's how you do it. Yeah. What are speaking of consistency, what are our thoughts of Logano complaining about the consistency and then the pot, the uh, broadcast calling him out for basically saying like, yeah, they just called three guys right before you. Yeah. I, I, that was, that was great. That was probably the only other positive from the broadcast. Today. I don't, I don't like the way that it was done. I, like as commentators, I don't feel like you can be like snarky like that. I feel like then it gets. Well, to, like, I want person. that. <clears throat> you just want to watch the world burn. If Chase Elliott, yeah, I do. You're right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Chase Elliott said something stupid on the radio. You would want them to be like, no, Chase. Like you're kind of being dumb in that in what you're saying. They're not. They, it's just like what did I say last week? I don't. I insult people, but I don't hate them something like that yeah that was like that was a slowy slogano moment it's like but you put your wheels inside the thing they told you not to do that and they caught you 
Uh, let's. They I caught, could, no, by the way, they caught Ty Gibbs twice today in a span of three laps. My dad and I were just sitting there giggling. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, well, and, out of the race now? Like, that's how that works, right? So I think Logano's comment was he had watched yesterday's race and said they didn't do anything about it yesterday. And in so the then, that's what that's the thing is it's a minor <clears throat> race. Well, but that's that was Logano's thing is okay. So if you're a cup guy and you're watching the Xfinity race and you're saying, okay, NASCAR is not really paying attention to this. And so then you go and do it. I could understand where his frustration is that I get that. You know, I get that, but I also I in this is gonna sound unfair to me, but I hold both fields to different sets of standards. Yeah, well, and I, they probably have what two different competition directors. Yeah. So oh, yeah. it's it's two guys, you know. So yeah, I, I can see both sides where because Logano was basically the first one now, right after that, then you know, a bunch of other people. So I think Logano would probably look at that now and be like, okay, well, at least you know, they were holding everybody else. But yeah, I could understand in that moment how you feel like you're the one kind of getting screwed around when you watch, you know, a bunch of people do it yesterday and there's nothing, and then you know, you go do it. But yeah, one would think once he saw that they were consistent about it today, at least, uh, well, I, as I said it before, when we were watching it, I, uh, I counted probably about seven cars that probably like visually you could see sh- shortcutting the turn and uh, like on the last three restarts and no one ever said anything. Oh, thank, like, no, thank you for bringing that up. Cause I'd be a bad journalist if I didn't say anything about that. I noticed that too. I thought Reddick shortcut one of yeah. them um, right at the end. Uh, yep. I don't know if. I thought Kyle did the same. I can't, I honestly can't remember. There's another car. It was either him, Bowman, or Byron by that state. It, I think it was Bowman. Yeah, but I can't, I, say, that. I can't say bad things about Alex Bowman. Sorry. I I visibly saw <laughs> like seven cars. I hope people understand if I say something that pisses you off, it was tongue in cheek, unless it's about Ross Chastain. Uh, but yeah, like it looked like that at the end, and I'm like, no way in hell they're gonna like let that decide a win. No, of course not. And that's no. No, ask ask me if that's ethical. I I would agree it's not, but like ask me if I want ethics or common sense there. And I would probably say I want common sense. Yeah. Like there were a couple sense. Is that unfair? Like does I feel like a dick. It's a it's a fair but like it's a fair point because you like I thought the same thing. Cause like the the ticky tacky ones with like they showed Logano's and Gibbs. And they were they were probably a half a foot. Like on this la- on the last two laps, you could visibly see like this much space between the curb and the wheel. Yeah, I it, that's that's where you get into trouble with the consistency part because you know then guys are going to say, okay, well you didn't penalize him, but you're going to penalize me and. But then, too, it's like, you do really want a win decided by them making that call. But at the same time, it's like, you know the rule, follow the rule. It's it's It gets hard. Yeah, and I, 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 feel, I feel fine about saying that I wouldn't call that at the end. Josh, what did you send me? just i go and look and i've got a a tweet from someone and it's i'm sure ross and suarez will resolve everything soon preferably sex in the holler normally that works (laughs) 
What the hell, Josh? Oh my! I did I, say though, I wanted the F1 style where like they take uh, in the podium, but I, I like after today's race, they should have put like Suarez and Bowman in a room with mics and cameras and locked them in that room for like five minutes. And that's kind. Of, that's kind of awkward, but like. Not so they can have sex, Absolute. just so that they can talk it out. <laughs> no, <I can't. laughs> nice, nice, Caleb. But can you imagine if, like, two guys, two guys have like beef with each other, and we just lock them in a room for five minutes, and Fox Sports like just plays the camera of the room, and we just listen to what they say and watch what happens, and yeah, it it'll be like really, hockey. It looks really awkward though, because. Like say if you're in a room, I'm get get the hell on pit road with cameras and microphones. Like get well that too. Get, get all your cameras and microphone, all seven of your cameras. Bring them over to pit road, and get Ryan Blaney's car positioned in the right spot so you can catch the eight. <laughs> At that point, you could probably just <laughs> you could probably just rip the bumper off with the camera and bring it. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> uh, but but get there and do that. But like when they're in a room and they're not gonna cuss at each other like they would if they were on pit road. They're they're not gonna say everything they say in that room with the cameras on them is like this is what I would do if I was writing a press release, but I have thirty seconds to write it and it just turns into the most PR smush BS. We just gotta find a way so that like as soon as they're out of the cars, like we just throw them in that room. You, and then and you throw like- them in you throw them in like a media scrum and give TV priority and you just call over Interview like both, both at the same time and tell Bowman that Suarez just called you. A, I can't even. Every everything in like, my head would be like a tad bit racist towards the white guy. I don't want to do. That. <laughs> uh, no, I think it'd be great though. And then you just do like hockey rules, where as soon as one guy like hits the ground, then you know you have to send the official. You just team. want him to fight, which is like some take I would have. Well, yeah, but like watching dude, the world dude. burn. <laughs> but if they're no, in- like drop the gloves, or like you, you know, go and make sure Flick you them off. make sure you Sam Mayer and you don't tie Gibbs and you take your helmet off. And but then if they're in that room, crap. It's a good audio room, so then we can actually hear clearly what everybody's saying because there's so many. That's times- what I mean. Get a big, get the microphone, get the boom mic down there. Good luck. I'm gonna. Someone, I, will, the, someone will translate it if it's on the big. Broadcast. The day that I see Jamie Little running down pit road with a giant boom mic, that'll be the day. He doesn't have to use. It. Yeah, that's why you have a boom mic carrier. <laughs> Get one of the fuel men. I just was exactly. No, I just. Really, that's it would one be really thing. Really funny to see like Josh Williams fuel guy running down it's former iowa state player jaquan bailey who's on an nascar pit crew right now running down pit road with a boom mic that'd be sweet you said here's 50 bucks we're going to give you this for that and then when they trip and fall then we can also hear the audio from them <laughs> <laughs> so it's oh. <laughs> That'd be great. There's so many, see, so many things Fox Sports could do to enhance the experience. Now we're off. No, I just Caleb said since we're off the rails when we weren't, and now we are. I told you. I told you that's where we're going. All I right. told you um, we're getting off the rails. What about Bubba? Let's talk about Bubba. Oh, right, that's fine. okay. I had him on my list. I was going to bring up something first that was shorter, but go ahead. 
I'm just taking the reins tonight. No, we'll do it. <laughs> I'd rather have you do that because if you have something like you want to talk about, you're obviously passionate about it at that time. I'd rather hear that now. Uh, well, I'm curious to hear what your guys' thoughts were. I originally thought it was like a mechanical thing, but then he kind of said like it was a rookie mistake. So okay, so what I what I took from that is either something in the tow link broke. He noticed oil and didn't do enough to evade it, or uh, the brake line broke or the oil line broke to the brake line, however the hell that works. I think I know, but I don't know confidently enough, so I'm putting that disclaimer in there. But they, he, they he did? wore his brakes out so quickly that they went out. And I don't know yeah. which of the three, but I can tell you he did not drive into that corner to try and dive bomb Kyle Larson and pass him or take him out just because. It's lap 15 of the race. And I don't think it was necessarily that. I think it was just him like overdrive like overdriving and then locking them up would be the other scenario. But uh, I really don't know. Josh, what do you think? I I would go along with the fact of uh, I do think it was probably something mechanical. The, um, it, they when the yellow finally came out, they did take a hot minute with that turn with the cleanup crew. So I'm assuming that there was probably uh, something down there. JTG uh, Doherty Racing tweeted that there was oil all over the track. Yeah, and I, even Spencer Gallagher tweeted that he was upset that his car was involved in that incident but still thought that there was some sort of mechanical deal. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm inclined to believe that there had to have been something there. Um, what's your guys' thoughts on him saying that he needed to be replaced? That, hey, that wasn't, that wasn't Spencer Gallagher. That was speculative G-Force. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, okay. The Twitter account you're referring to is uh, allegedly not named Spencer Gallagher. It, so it wasn't actually him? No, uh, allegedly it might be him. Oh, yeah, because it, yeah, because it's not like it's hypothetically. Account, I think but... it was, but it's not. Oh, see, I thought that I allegedly. Yeah. Did I cover myself legally there? I, you're, accusing, you're accusing two of the drivers having sex. I'm trying to do some work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, I mean, what's, what's your guys' thoughts on him saying he needed to be replaced? I, I like it. I think he's real. He's not filtering it for the camera or hiding his emotions or being this uh, PR playboy. Um, I think it's just emotions being real. I'm glad Josh is here to have sound perfect takes like that. Cause I was just going to bring up the fucking commenters every time Baba does something. It's the most annoying. I just get notifications for hours, dude. Like it is. It's horrible. Back in the, like mm -hmm. when we were starting stuff, like that was when the whole thing happened at Talladega and my God, the people that like compare that dude to Jesse Smollett, who I still don't really even know or mm -hmm. care to know who he is. It is asinine like the lengths they go and there's people pissed off at what he's they're like he's pouting again i'm like okay if he came out and said it was larson's fault you'd be pissed at him and he said i made a mistake i suck today i'm gonna get better what do you want him to say 
Yeah, I'll never right. understand the people that are mad at him for saying that type of stuff. Like, I get annoyed at Kyle Bush when Kyle Bush is constantly pouting about other people and his crew and, like, the general attitude he has about, like, the world. But, like, if Kyle Bush got out of the car and was like, I, I just suck today, I'm horrible, and, you know, blah, 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 I'm not going to look at him and be like, yeah, and I'm not going to look at that and be like, oh, you're whiny. Like, I don't understand. If you're taking responsibility and you're frustrated at yourself, like, I don't understand how that's – that don't bother me, I guess. Like, People do, Baba, like I'm about to do Floyd Mayweather. Uh, I wanted to bring this up. The money team guarantee. It's what I call it. I want to put it on a T-shirt. Uh, I need enough of you guys to express interest in buying it. Uh, got my bingo card. Basically, what it is, the money team guarantee is uh, no matter who you put in a race car uh, that is owned by Floyd Mayweather, it will suck and it will fail. Uh, and it did fail today before the halfway mark of the race. Connor Daly was out. Um, and it pisses me off because Connor Daly is too talented to be in a shitty car that's unorganized uh, and with the car owner that doesn't know how to fucking read. I will okay, I got, agree I'm, with Nope, I'm sorry. I got I've, pissed I've off. seen... In the middle I've of seen, that, I got too pissed off. I'm feeling, I'm sorry. I might have crossed the line there. My bad. I've seen local track guys bring legend trailers bigger than the cars that are halt, that the money team hauls their cars in. Oh, send it to me. Connor Daly doesn't follow me yet. I didn't meet him on pit road at Iowa Speedway last year. And I would hate it if he saw any of my tweets about the money team and took it personally as a slight towards him. So I need to get my fill out of this before he ever follows me. I definitely would agree in the fact that it is a shame that his talent is is being wasted on. So the from the rumor, from his podcast, from what I took from it, take it allegedly, whatever, Elio Castroneves was offered this ride before Connor Daly was, and Elio did not take it because of the quality. Um, I'm not saying Connor is stupid for taking it, nor that Elio is, well, I will commend Elio for not taking it because that's a Daytona 500 ride, whether you like it or not. And it qualified for the race. So I guess it was technically good enough. Um, it just sucks. Cause there's a bunch of NASCAR fans that think Connor Daly just doesn't know how to drive. And it takes me the hell off. Kid's fine. I hope he wins an Indy 500. I would celebrate so hard. The problem is there's a bunch of NASCAR fans that think Chase Elliott can drive. So He's showing he can't. I had to do that. I had to do that. No, they do take him for God, though. And I don't, I mean, he's, he's not that. His pedigree great. is pretty good, but it is hard to live <clears throat> up to the hype that he was given in the first place. Yeah. Just didn't do as good as Danica Patrick. He's in like year five of his career. That's about what she was at. Okay. <laughs> Listen, you get your Floyd in. I have you to get a my couple more top in. tens. I, 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 in a matter of like thirty seconds, I found the hauler I was talking about. Thank. Uh, oh my God, it, that's a late model toter. That's that's. I, I, I'm pretty sure Bobby Pierce has a bigger hauler than that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I've seen local tracks have bigger haulers than that. AKA like Hawkeye Downs legend cars. Not that Bobby Pierce is a small team. They're a national lay model team, but. No, I have. I, I know Ricky Weiss's hauler is nicer smaller. than that. I shouldn't even compare those guys. Cause they're way more professional than Floyd Mayweather's damn team. I hate that guy. He's a, he's a, he's a crook. He's taking money from hard earning Americans pretending to fight Logan Paul. 
uh, and trying to get Logan Paul disqualified from an unfixed match, which you should just fix the damn fight if you're going to do it like that. Um, but I'm guessing he didn't read any history about how to fix fights or anything because he's not very good at that. So I've said my piece. I hate the guy. I just. <laughs> and if you're a Floyd Mayweather fan, what the hell is up your ass? Like. Jesus. All right. Damn, we we from a racing podcast to a UFC like boxing hating. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not a boxing fan. I'm not a UFC fan. (laughs) (laughs) Floyd Mayweather because he freaking like Casgrola does not, he did not deserve to have his Cup Series career kind of come to an end like he did, and part of it was because he's driving that damn car. It, I don't even know if you could really say cup career. Like that was his only attempt and it was I for know. like one race and it was Let's, for. Imagine if he was in a Roush car because someone broke their leg. I'm going to say this is the same guy that qualified for the Daytona 500 in a colleague car when the colleague wasn't even. Yeah. Was like has, a has big a deal. Talented, talented guys. It's just, there's not seats and. He, I, I'd say he's, a shot. I'd say he's a good driver. I wouldn't say he's a great driver, but. That's just my say. Don't say that after I said he was talented. <laughs> I'm, Until the end of that sentence, you were trying to say he's not talented. Yeah. I, 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 I have my two take on that. It's hard to get up to the Xfinity series and not be a talented guy. Yeah. I, he, got, he had a fluke truck win, and I haven't seen him do much since. Is he scheduled to race this year? Has he been racing? I didn't see it. He's been for running the Sam Hunt car. Mm. Um, I've seen that team produce, but this year I will give him the benefit of the doubt. Tyler Reddick was in the same exact car and couldn't even run at top 10. So I will give him the benefit of the doubt this year. It's a good segue. Let's talk about Tyler Reddick. He gets his first one of the year. Five drivers have wins uh, in six races. Talk about parody. Wow. Uh, that sounded sarcastic. It was. Not. <laughs> um, what do we? Tyler Reddick was bound to get one on a road course at this point. Do we think so? Like, is that a fair statement? He's one of the best road course guys. <clears throat> I don't know where he's got it from. Kayla and I talked about this during the race too. Like, he hasn't been like this stand like throughout his career he hasn't been a standout road course racer and then he, the next gen like, car the, last, flipped, the next gen car flipped my rankings yeah like the sense. last the last two years he's been the guy to beat and it's like especially today like i know 2311 had like ridiculous speed today because even bubble wallace who is like jack shit for road courses was running top 10 like it, they, the other thing is um and Reddick said they went to work on that program in the off season and what they need to do to get better. So that's, I mean, one thing about it, but, um, and you, you want to say everyone's doing that, but it sounded like that was their mission on the off season. Um, the other thing is that you've gone from two road courses to six and it used to be the only two road course guys were Martin Truex and Chase Elliott. And yeah, Caleb. Yeah. Caleb just smirked at me. He's pissed that I even said that. I mean, he was. I, He's I, not anymore, but no, he was. Caleb, Caleb's face didn't even move. I'm just giving. Him a I was intrigued by the 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 Truex comment. It's just funny. That's like, what. That's who it was. It was Truex. I know. Truex it's Elliott. just funny. Every like, road course race. Truex. And it, it was Chase Elliott was finishing second so many times to Truex, and it's can Chase Elliott ever beat Martin Truex? And he held him off for like 30 laps at Watkins Glen for his first win. I'm. 
So um, my take of this to following the whole rogue course domination, like I've no, kind of brought this up before too. What do you think could be the leading difference for the rogue course ringers and why they are struggling now when back in 2012, Marcus Ambrose would mop the field and anything that he touched. I think now the cars are more fragile. Well, I think we need Which, a, the like, weird thing was like a big part of this car was supposed to be that it was more durable. Yes. Feels like they're there's, more fragile. Yeah. There's yes. parts that are more fragile. I, the one thing I'm going to say about the Ambrose deal though, is we have to remember Ambrose was still full time in the cup series. And so like, I think that's the, the big difference is like, it is harder now for these guys to just come to the road courses and, and show them up. Okay, let me let me rephrase it then. The Boris said the Max Pappas, like the guys that the Jacques Villeneuve's that ran are, top three no, out, and anything they touched. If you guys listen to Macrodosing, I sound like the biggest barstool show on here when I bring up podcasts I listen to because I'll never bring up Chris Williams, my boss, because <laughs> he's always talking about Iowa State stuff, um, and the other stuff is like all nonsense that I listen to. But Josh, what do you want us to say? <laughs> like i just what are you actually asking because you're like it feels like because are you asking why there's less road course ringers and no i'm ones that are there are doing well because we obviously talked about the domination of guys now when back then like a guy from a different sport could come in or different like different racing sport and just come in and just clearly show that he is a road course ringer and I nowadays, remember, I think Ron Fellows or Jeremy Clements, I think we're both at the front of a road America, a road America race, race. Saturday of the Knoxville nationals, like three or four years ago. Yes. I remember like, walking out in the media room. Yeah. Which granted that race, an there was a, race. there was an, well, it was an Xfinity race, but there was a lot of chaos that went down that race, which led to Jeremy Clemens even having a shot. But no, they, I just, they had fast cars like that. They were they were a seventh, yeah, this was probably the eighth place car and a top ten yeah eighth place tenth place yeah um but I just it just blows my mind to think that like you could have Ambrose in a mid pack team come out and just mop the floor or then you have Boris said in the O nine car going and winning at Montreal and now you have Kimi Raikkonen or Jordan Taylor in very good equipment and they can barely even scrape the top 20. So part of it was now I'm just, all right, I'll just say what I want to say. I'm going to take my own advice. Uh, So some of the road course ringers they're getting are just F1 guys. Guys that have been in a sport for their entire careers where the car dictates how good you are. The team you're with dictates the amount of speed you're able to produce. Yes, they've raced on road courses their whole lives. No, they necessarily haven't been battling against cars that are the same level as them whatsoever. Now, some of them were able to outdrive a car that was supposed to underperform. I fine. That's completely fine with me. Kimi Raikkonen was in fourth with five laps to go or seven laps to go on a restart and dropped back to eighth in a lap. And then yeah. the next caution, he was in 17th. He's, yeah, he just I just, wasn't fast. He was in a good car. Jensen Button was in a crappy car. I don't count him because uh, of the car he was in. And you just can't make up the time. And that's part of it, too, that you have chartered teams. And you only have so many teams that 
or shoving drivers in and stuff. Um, Jordan Taylor, I thought was good. It just felt like he had a hard time being aggressive. And that was his thing. Like he had raced in IMSA and the racing is so respectable because if you bump into a guy, you're risking a lot more in IMSA than you are in NASCAR. I almost think it'd be better to get an IndyCar road racer, somewhat like a Sebastian Bourdais to come in and race your car instead of any of those three guys. But I didn't think Jordan Taylor was bad at all today. It just doesn't look that pretty on a result sheet at 24th or whatever. Well, okay. And so you got a couple things too. So like you mentioned Kimmy going back forth, back forth. I mean, we see it too with the regular guys. How many times does a guy that's running sixth in a NASCAR overtime finish 18th because you know he gets bumped out of the way and passed by 12 guys and but I didn't you know think so he had, his tires were only like three laps old which well, yeah, is, that yeah, is a lot right. at coda so i should I, no they 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 yeah they said it was like two laps old tires under or like two lap green flag old tires and i think yeah. you make a good point about you know kind of the f1 guys because i think that's almost a little different breed and the experience that they've had in other things but the the thing we got to remember too is like the days of having two hours of practice for these guys is over as well. And so they're not getting a chance to feel this car out. I mean, they're, they're going in and having 20 minutes to figure it out before it's time. What to I don't get is do it. like, if, you know, if the guys want practice, it's, it's a money thing. Like they're trying to save money there cause they're spending it elsewhere. Um, and if they wanted to, I suppose, all day Saturday could be practice and qualifying in the extremity and the track races and whatever. Um, I've talked myself out of what I was going to say. <laughs> they're just spending money. Like that's why there's no practice. Yeah. I mean, extra money that that was one of the things they cut costs of and like it or not. They have. Yeah. So I, I think that's a big part of it too. And I mean, over the past, whatever decade or so they've tightened up on testing and stuff too. So it's not like, you know, those guys can go out and, and do that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it just all kind of comes together that it's harder to, you know, have those guys be able to go around. But if you, if you think about it too, though, in the cup series, when's the last time we really had a road course ringer win on a road course? Oh, you said when. Or you compete or even compete. Well, but I, you know, it, I mean, it's been a long time since one's really been up there in the cup series specific in the cup series. Yes. Yeah. Not, yeah. A, real, not, a, not a true road course runner. Yeah. So I, I, I think I it's would, always been difficult. I did try yeah, to, I $10 to win like a million or a hundred thousand on Boris said to win a couple years ago or last year. And <laughs> DraftKings won't let me also DraftKings sucks shit. Okay. Well, yeah. Why would you? What? Why well, would you I ever know, talk I'm, about? I have no allegiances. I've been I, pumping them for two years, and their NASCAR stuff has only continued to get worse. None of my three picks to win the race today, all of which lost. None of them were even listed to as available to bet on. So I'm done. That's with what I I roll with Fanduel. I'm a big Fanduel guy. I'm taking my thirty three fifty, and I'm getting out while I still can. <laughs> I just on FanDuel now they actually prompt NASCAR as one of the top like sports to bet on when they have races. So Oh that's awesome. Yeah, on usually on Sundays it's on the DraftKings thing, but 
they they've been pumping out boost too for him now so like like Caleb just texted do... our group chat with Damon and said bingo and I just want to know if DraftKings was on the list uh, yeah it's about to be <laughs> I don't gripe about that oh. you won't hear me talk about it next week I promise you that <laughs> we're uh, we're working on doing something with Circa because uh, they got a big thing with Chris and Iowa everywhere. Uh, I can't figure out how to get on Circa on my Android. So if anyone's had that issue and wants to text my Twitter, let me know. I'll give you my number too. We can have intimate talks if you like. My now, to backtracking, where was this conversation before I brought up Rogue Course Ringers? Because we we derailed it again. We were, we were talking about Bubba, I know, but before that. Mm, well, know, yeah, was, but there was, was a new talking topic. talking about Floyd Mayweather. Um, oh, and, yeah, we were talking about Floyd. Floyd. Yeah. yeah, that was on my bingo. Results from the race. Uh, Tyler Reddick won. Reddick, yeah. Five winners. Uh, Stenhouse was in the top 10 again, his first since Daytona, his fourth uh, top 17 finish this season. Majority in 11th, which was baffling to me after being three laps down. That was the only other thing I had was Corey LaJoy is now in the playoffs if they started today. And we should all take a drink because we all still have more Cup Series points than Justin Haley. Sad. She <laughs> <he> had negative? <laughs> he set negative seven. I pre- I'm pretty sure... The nine car might also be negative. I don't know. I know that the nine car and the 31 were negative points. Yeah. Is colleague, is colleague appealing that penalty or no? Yes. Yep. Okay. I didn't, because they, everyone just calls it the Hendrick appeal. Yeah. They are also ever since they got rid of Landon Castle. No one's even referenced colleague racing to me. Uh, yeah, I, they've kind of been on a weird, weird boat. But yeah, we got to wait and hear on uh, Dane Hamlin's too. I'm interested to see how that one's gonna go. Well, for That's you, Connor, because oh, um, I just got a, I just got a notification. Uh, Caitlin Clark nets at the 40 point triple double. Iowa beats Louisville. Good for them. It's the first uh, Iowa men's or women's program to go to the Final Four since 1993. Yep. I think that was Iowa women as well. Yes, it was. It's like the, the men's have not netted a final like, four. It's like the eighth. Yeah, they have three, but it's that's like the eighth final four this state's had, and first in thirty years. I, I was just not a basketball school, and I'll be uh, more than happy to say are that you, because I am Alabama, a very. You're I'm being a very anti-Iowa about this. You're like this. Iowa <laughs> women's basketball is on the damn man. From I mean, yes. Like I, I will. I get into it with my coworkers because I'm a big University of Iowa hater. Um, well, who's your? But I I like I like I'm a Badger. I'm a big Badger guy. So. Oh, they're, well, they're technically still playing there in the NIT. I know. I saw I saw a picture and they were showing like both final fours for like the NIT and the like March Madness and it's like you could never. Oh, I probably pick liked it. Fourteen. It was, from, it was from Big Cat and it was eight teams still playing yep. right now in Utah Valley in the CBI. Yeah. Yeah, and UAB was still there. Like it was just four teams you did not expect. Where did Button end up finishing today? I don't know, but you yeah, can... 17th, 17th or 18th. Yeah, that, makes, that sounds good. So did you guys see his comments after the race? I did. 
on the heat exhaustion. Yeah, so, he so made F1 a couple driver that can't handle the Texas heat at Coda. Yeah, so he. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding, here. everybody. I'm kidding. It says uh, he commented. He said, "Finished 18th after almost stopping because I had heat exhaustion. It was so hot. I don't have a fan in my seat." Uh, it was so hot. I thought I was going to faint in the car. So I stopped twice for a minute. They put ice on me, gave me loads of water and I went back out. I was so close to getting out of the car because I thought I was going to faint. I must've drank eight to nine bottles of water during the race. The team kept me calm and it's the reason we got a good finish in the end. Jesus, that good for him. <clears throat> that's yeah, awesome. That's that sounds like the money team guarantee. I record. <laughs> good Lord. God, what, what else? Uh, what else was said? Why the hell are we cutting costs on driver cooling units? Uh, who knows, man. I thought cool suits were like popular and almost mandatory now. Yeah, but they don't work half the time. Like, even I mean, Bowman, like why, why the hell are they not working? Can we? Yeah, like even Bowman tank? said. Yeah, like it's. Um, here's my here's the tweet I found. Uh, Button finished 18th and told his team after the race on the radio that the cup drivers are on it every second of the race. He also said afterwards that the race was a roller coaster, a whole F1 season in one race. <laughs> Stop. I heard you. I knew that. <laughs> That's my favorite quote of all time. <laughs> I want to put that. Can you just send me that quote? I'm going to try to put that on a t shirt tomorrow. I swear to God. <laughs> Jesus. I should be yeah, I... myself when I laugh like that. <laughs> He's right. It's good. Completely right. That's. That's where the stories like we should have heard from after the race. And I'll put a blog up with just that's the title. Jensen Button said that was like a whole F1 season in one race. Oh, my Lord. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> All right. You guys uh, check, make check you, for that. Make your day. I'll send the necessary text. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else from NASCAR? I wanted to touch on Supercross and Outlaws real quick. That's it. Go for it. I, I do want to give my shout out to uh, William Solwich. Was he fastest won? In, who fastest won the Arca? Who won the Arca? Well, William Solwich. Oh, he he led every lap, passed in practice, won the pool, won the race, completed the entire weekend sweep. Um, so this kid, and, if you guys don't know him, he's like sixteen. Um, who did he get signed by, Joe Gibbs? Yep. So it's the kid you've never heard of got signed by Joe Gibbs as a 16 year old. And you're like, what the hell are they doing? Sign this kid. Never heard of him in my life. I would, I would like to point out he, he raced that October fest and got absolutely mopped up in lacrosse. What what does that mean? (laughs) He get the chairs thrown at him. No, he had a rough time up there, but like you have to remember up there, like 20 cars qualify within a 10th of each other. So it's a very different aspect, but he's got a Joe Gibbs car. That's what I'm saying. I do think he's a very talented 16 year old though. He's very talented. Anyways, anyways, this kid, um, that apparently got wiped the floor with, uh, in some (laughs) random race in Wisconsin, I've never fucking heard of in my life. Uh, you've never heard of one time. I stopped. Just let me finish my sentence. And then I'm going to cut you off now. (laughs) So this kid that didn't do well in a race I've never heard of, uh, 
did very well and won a uh, single A NASCAR race. It's ARCA East. It's a direct development ladder for yeah, NASCAR. in ARCA Midwest. He's getting, race. he's getting a lot of bad publicity for this race that Connor's never heard of. <laughs> no, and you do need to go. What's up the there. what's the Oktoberfest? Is it Super Late Models? Yeah, it's that's it's the one the, discipline it's on the, I need to get better at. So that's it's on, on the I Midwest have, Tour. I probably have the what Midwest Tour. The Arca Midwest Tour. It's an Arca Midwest Tour race. The that's like single models. A minus. Like you know how they have single A advanced and like single A low. I it, okay. Then are you telling me that there's more talent there than single A high? No, I'm telling you that you could be general, right. I'm just asking. <laughs> I mean, this is the same like field that fucking who was it? Bubba Pollard struggled with years ago yeah i mean bubba pollard there's there's a lot of guys uh cole butcher is also up there too and struggled i mean like there's again like i said so in in super late miles like the entire field gets you know will qualify within a tenth of each other so it's a rough deal what i gotta i'm sorry we're kind of going along with this podcast too because of caleb not really. Uh, Josh, why is this, why is Oktoberfest this big race? Caleb? So, don't, no, 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 Stop, Caleb. I'm, I'm no, not, Caleb's been going to it for a lot have, longer than I have. That's fine. You have to understand I'm not debating. <laughs> I'm trying to understand. Well, yeah. So here's, a, here's, a, I'll tell you because I've gone for like seven years now. So they race on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, there is half a dozen super late model races. So they have a futures race, which is you can't be like a NASCAR driver and you have to be under like 30, um, in order to participate. Um, is this like who sanctions this? Is that cars tour? Nope. So it's, it's the Midwest tour. The Arkham. Oh, Midwest it tour. is just, this is Arkham Midwest tour. Okay. Yeah. But it's, and so there's a whole bunch of things. So like the, the futures deal, like that's not an actual, like, you know, sanctioned deal. That's just, you know, a supers race. So, but they have super late models race. Um, they've got like over 400 cars that show up for four days because it's everything from four cylinders up to super late models. Um, every touring series in the Midwest pretty much ends their championships there. So the Midwest tour, the Midwest truck series, the mid American stock car series, the Midwest dash four cylinders. Um, lacrosse has all their season championships that end there. It's a huge, huge weekend, like four huge days of racing. And then it ends with the Oktoberfest 200, which, uh, I'm trying it's to find race. I'm trying to find some stats of who's won that race because Majeski, Majeski, Majeski. Well, but throughout <laughs> Casey the years, Johnson, Majeski. He would have said time Majeski. I would have definitely said like that race sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. So the Oktoberfest 200 has been going on for a long time. And I mean, the, the big, big names have won there. So I was trying to, Josh interrupted me in the middle of the thing. I had the whole, not trying to disrespect it. I assumed it was super late model asphalt because that's like the one discipline I haven't been able to get into because it's it's hard to get into dirt racing. And I would say it's even harder to get into asphalt late models because. You absolutely need to go sometime because it is, yeah. 
Uh, like, and you don't have to like do it, just go there and drink. And oh, no, I would go as a, a fan great for sure. Time. Yeah, it it would just be fantastic. I think covering this year chili, will be covering the chili bowl without knowing a lot of the midget team owners and stuff like that was like difficult for sure. See, right. And the the whole reason I brought that up was the fact of I mean, I like heard of I didn't hear about William Swalwich until that year, like last year. And I just remember hearing these things of him just like this kick ass fifteen year old that like was hanging with everyone down south. And then he I saw he was on the entry list and I was like, fuck. I was like, this just got ten times harder. Like this kid's gonna come up here and he's just gonna like he's gonna be the new contender. And he qualified like eighteenth out of like twenty two. Like it was like yeah. Like he qualified eight like eighteenth, nineteenth out of like twenty five cars. Like he struggled all weekend and for a second i he was close to not even making the show i mean he just struggled all weekend didn't have the pace and i just that was my first moment i was like oh my god like william saw which is gonna be here and he's gonna like contend to the win like he's like he's this big the big name i knew about and then he showed up and got mopped by the entire field. But again, now if we ever have William on the show, we're going to get Josh on at the same time. We're tell him that he hates him. Just but again, no, I hate him. A big rivalry with Logan Shuhart. We're going to. Do- I don't hate him. I just. But again, I just so had this bad rap with him, like this Bubba, bad representation. Bubba Pollard has came up for that race and and gone through the same thing. So um, I've got the list. So this started in 1970, and I'll just read some of the. Ones. I won so 2023 like, or 2022 in the last eight years. That's what I want. Well, so I'm going to tell you. So they also have a Dick Trickle Memorial race that they do too. Okay, but so are real quick, do, time out before. Are you going to do both of them? Uh, no, I'll probably just do the 200. Okay, well, just say the name, and I will give a description of the winner so that the people know what his worth is in the national scheme. Well, okay, so I'm not, I'm not go, I'm starting at the way back with names. Don't start in 1979. He's gonna jump around. He's gonna jump around. I'm jumping around. I'm not. Okay, jump. Yeah, just say the year and then the name, and then I'll say my thing, and then you go. Seventy-one, Dick Trickle. Cool name. Seventy-two <laughs> career, like, but old, older than I care enough to know, not care enough. I need to like, you guys know what I mean. Seventy-two, Joe Shear. Never heard of him. What do you mean you've never heard of him? <laughs> this is this is why I said okay. twenty twenty-two to twenty fifteen. Who's Joe <laughs> Shear? <laughs> oh. Go look at the trucks crew chief list and then we'll have a talk. No, no, stop. You tell me right now who he's a crew chief of. 1980, Mark Martin. Please tell me. Story NASCAR crew never won a championship. Uh, 86. (laughs) 86. (laughs) Rich Bickle. 87. You say Dick Trickle in a different. (laughs) Rich Bickle. Dude. If you don't know who Rich Bickle is, I can't save you. I won't say anything. Oh, my Lord. Uh, <laughs> no. 88, Ted Musgrave. Heard of him. He raced okay, NASCAR God. a bit. We're, we're going to have to sit you down with Kevin Ramsell and have a long time. I want Kevin, I want Noah, and I just need results. <laughs> to 89, oh, Joe Bashir. Uh, Tom Carlson, I'm sure you don't know him because apparently you're real. Sounds like a politician. Too. 93. <laughs> uh, 
93, a guy by the name of Matt Kenseth. Uh, Joe okay, Shearer's, 2004 NASCAR Cup Series champion. Joe Shearer won it in 94, 95, and 96, but we don't know who this he Joe is. Shearer guy sounds like he's kind of good. 03 was Tim Shendell. Tim Shendell? Shendell. Yeah. I've heard of Swindell. That's not oh him. Oh, my God. Uh, 07, 08, Dan Fredrickson. Please, for the love of God, tell me you've heard of Dan Fredrickson. Heard of a Matt Fredrickson? Doesn't he starts in part? ASA tour, my friend. Like oh, and, okay. Kyle Busch and oh, Matt Kenseth raced in a race there once. At Iowa. Nine. Travis Sauter. Travis Sauter. A lot more Travis Sauters. <laughs> That's Jimmy 20, Sauter. 2016 Ty Majeski. 2017 Johnny Sauter. 1920 okay, well, Majeski. And this just sounds 20- like the Truck Series Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. 21 was Casey Johnson. I can't say that you've probably heard of him. Caleb Johnson he, races with the World of Outlaws. Oh Casey God. Johnson is the Arkham Midwest Tour champion. Uh, five, how many times? I, I don't know. Don't put me on the spot on that. How many SRX starts does he have? Uh, none, because they're not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's right. See that you got another point on my argument there. Hey, you want to know who won the uh, 2013 Dick Trickle Memorial Race? Was it Mason Mitchell? It was Eric Darnell. He raced the 99 truck for a while. I know him. Yes, yes. Thank God for that. Eric Darnell. He no Who's longer Joe races Shear- it. Uh, give me. <laughs> who is Joe Shearer cruising for in the truck series that I should know? I think you should go look at it yourself. You're, well, okay, okay, so keep in I mind. I don't know too. how to spell uh, this not... guy's name. It could be Sheer Ear. It could be S C E E H R E E. Keep in mind, we're going to make a real quick like asterisk too. Like, so Joe Sheer Sr. has passed. Like, that's not who I'm referencing. That's who won all the races. His son is the one that is. So you're, you're pissed off that I didn't know this truck crew chief's dad. Because if you live in the Midwest, you should absolutely know the last name Shear. Where is he from? Wisconsin. That's where all these dudes are from. So not from Iowa. That's where William Swalowich is from, too. But, you know. So it's Ty Majeski's crew chief. Mm Mm-hmm. Should I have made that connection? Probably. But, like, you could have said that. (laughs) Because sometimes you just need a little bit of a history lesson. It's not like We're a gonna... Rudy Fugel name drop. You acted like it was Rudy Fugel. Uh, no, because the shears the shears are very well known in Wisconsin. All right, well, Mister Mister Joe, I apologize for not knowing your name. So, uh, but I am a very big time Majeski fan. If you're listening, your, your like unculturedness is showing for the like. I'm I'm not great at history. The I think I said on the last show, the last full year of sports I remember, or the first full year of sports I remember is 2007. Uh, and I've read history type of things. He's got Frankie Muniz memory before that. I've done videos or I've watched (laughs) videos and stuff like that. Um, and I would say I I retain a good amount of it, but there's a lot more out there. I haven't seen. Well, first full weekend of October is fast and you should absolutely go. There's like seven of us. We got a whole party going. Might as well get a party deck or something. Uh, I will look at the Iowa State schedule and see if I can. 
but that'd be sweet. All right, real quick before we go, because I don't want to deprive people of it. Uh, Brad Sweet got his first World of Outlaws win over the weekend. Uh, another young gun on the up and up, uh, Buddy Kofoid, uh, got his on Friday. If you guys know Buddy, he raced uh, the KBM truck at Bristol Dirt last year and should have won the race. He, he was fast. I do remember that. He he was he passed the most cars uh, during the race. I know that. Um, but yeah, you already know that it's gonna. You put those guys at that track, it's gonna be a crapshoot. So count guys a like little bit. Buddy Kofoid is. I still think the dirt guys know what they're doing. Shane Golubic did fine in a, uh, I believe it was a Rick Ware car. Honestly, uh, when he raced, he's a good buddy of mine. We gotta get get him on soon. I told him we would. Um, but no, Buddy's the two-time. Uh, not defending, I guess, but two-time USAC midget champ uh, raced some 410 sprint cars, some more 410 sprint cars this season, uh, and got his second World Valos win on Friday. So I know a lot of people, they expect big things of him. He's well-hyped. Uh, I won't say he's underliving any expectations or anything like that because he's not. Um, but it should be a fun year, and him winning this early in the year is a good sign for – not only that series, but his career as well. I'm interested on how him, uh, Gio Selzy, and this isn't a uh, young guy, but James McFadden do this season. Um, but yeah, Brad Sweet winning on Saturday is a statement as well. Um, we'll talk more with Damon about it. Maybe we'll try to get Logan on for Wednesday so we can talk some more outlaws, uh, and we'll have a bigger show that day. But Caleb and Josh have no, absolutely no idea what I'm talking about right now. So I think I, that's our hour segment. I, I like, put, I, I know names. I can tell you that, but uh, you're Mr. Dirt guy. And I would like to point out to everyone that in our little group chat, I was the first one to break the news about Mr. Davenport racing in NASCAR. And you no, know, everyone Davenport, thought I was crazy Davenport, when I said that. Davenport is going to be in the uh, Bristol Dirt Race that they're hyping up. They they didn't mention Richmond, and they said we got some big races coming up. The next one's Bristol Dirt on Easter. I mean, I think everyone feels the same about Richmond. It's smart. Well, it's, if the package works, then the package will work. But it's it's probably going to be a Hendrick Circle Jerk for all we know. Boo. Man, I, I would certainly hate that, loving Alex Bowman and Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson as a dirt guy. <laughs> William Byron. I just, I just like comp I like competition. I do. Uh, some news from the weekend we didn't talk about last time. Kyle Busch is racing uh, in Kyle Larson's late model challenge race. Uh, last year, so they kind of build it as like they want to make this the prelude to the dream and kind of make it a thing. I feel like Bristol Dirt, and depending on if that comes back, that might have something to be said about it. Um, but it also might give Kyle Larson uh, the freedom to schedule that on a weekend that works for more people. Uh, but last year it was just Kyle Larson and William Byron and a bunch of really good national super late model drivers. Uh, this year there's Brandon Shepard, Mike Marler, who won last year, uh, are both definitely going to be there. I believe I saw Bobby Pierce's name, but I could be remembering that wrong, so don't take that. Uh, for certain. Um, and then Kyle Larson, obviously, but now Kyle Busch racing with, no, it's Brandon Overton. That's what I did. I switched Bobby and Brandon. Um, but some good names for that. Last year was the 
most watched uh, event in Flow Sports history of single day events. So across every platform, Flow has football, wrestling. I know they're big. Local hockey. Everything. Yeah, they set a record for as many people who have watched a single, and they broadcast every. Uh, every one of the all-star circuit of champions, that's Tony Stewart's. It's like the triple A sprint car series, basically. Uh, every USAC race is on flow. So big stuff, big numbers for them. I'm sure this year's race is going to be big. It's a week from this Thursday. Uh, so tune into that if you can. Caleb. Yeah. If they can get more stuff, if they can get more of those guys, like kind of like the prelude and, and stuff like that. I mean, it could be absolutely huge. And I mean, yeah, they, and they've got a, a lot of big names. So kind of needs to be guys that haven't driven late models a ton. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that I'm still at Larson drive, I think though, but well, he doesn't have a ton of experience, right? Oh, he has plenty like 20, 15 to 20 races last year, 30 this year. Gotcha. It could be a year off on that. I think it was 30 last. I don't know. Didn't he win his first like start in one of them too? Yeah, in the Lucas series, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think he'll be See, just fine. We know a little bit. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think Larson will be just fine. <laughs> I was I was saying like in a in a prelude race, like if you're doing if you're doing like what they were trying to do and getting cup guys in late models to have some fun. If if I knew Kyle Larson was going to stink up the show, I probably wouldn't let him do it. But touche or Christopher Bell or Ricky Stenhouse. Or... You don't have a ton of late model experience. That's the thing is like, there's a ton of different dirt vehicles and dirt late models drive like the most confusing out of all of them. Cause they kind of slide around the corners, but they're choppy and slower, but that makes it harder to drive. If that makes sense. I, I would love to see like, William Byron get on the dirt track and see what happens or Cody Ware. I don't know. <laughs> two guys I never expected to be named next to each other. William did race that race last year. Uh, he spun out during qualifying. Some did, they, did they formally invite Danica Patrick to the event to race? I, did they ask Jeff Gordon to be the 13th? <laughs> Oh, Ashley. I don't know. I don't know what Jeff's doing. I don't know if he's racing still technically. He, he, he says he physically can't anymore. So if you, if you heard my last pod or last podcast, I don't think he's like, in. I think he's raced his last race. It's, yeah. He is physically, he's talked. I, I mean, for years now he's talked about how his back's so fucked up that I don't think his, he could even try to get into a seat of a race car. All right. Last thing before we duck out, uh, it, does, does Chase Sexton suck? Yes. Like what, what? Like I feel bad. Cause like he, he's, he's a, can never finish ever. I, I, I feel bad for even phrasing it as I did. My bad. Uh, I'm a Chase Sexton fan. I don't want to see him lose. I hate that he gets into first and manages. I shouldn't even say manages to screw it up. He just, he hits a rut the wrong way and he goes over the top of his bike and he has to get back on it. And he's not as fast afterwards. Cause you just fell to the ground at 45 miles per hour. Yeah. 
how, how is that looking right now? I've kind of fell out of the loop after the first race. Tomac and Webb are tied. And I think oh, God. 18 or 23 points back. My memory is doing some weird stuff this weekend. Huh. What, um, what's your opinion on, um, I think I brought it up last time or whatever, but what is your feelings on Deegan and the kind of shaking up he's done so far? Yeah, I think, uh, Supercross fans are the craziest motherfuckers in the world. Like, it, people look at me and say, like, wrestlers are crazy. I get it. You're right. Sp- old sprint car fans that hate streaming and hate pay-per-view and hate TV and hate anything new. They're crazy. Supercross fans, the old ones on Facebook groups specifically, and I've com- compared them with the sprint car fans. I'm not in many wrestling fan Facebook groups. Maybe I should get that and we'll, we'll compare them all. But the craziest damn people in the freaking world, dude. I I have no clue why all of them are obsessed with Deegan's kid. No idea whatsoever. He's doing He's kind of a hothead. He's and kind of kind of dirty. What has he done? Nothing. <laughs> You know what? Uh, no, I'm saying he he's kind of a dirty driver. You said I he's kind he, of a hothead. I mean, that whole fucking family is. Um, I just think that no First one. First of all, the dad really... never did anything to hurt anyone in a monster truck. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Your bingo, Caleb. There's your bingo. You have to have it by now. <laughs> That's not a reoccurring one, though. Brian Deegan in the Metal Mafia monster truck never did anything to hurt anyone. <laughs> it's because he couldn't. <laughs> yeah, you're in a monster truck. It's the best sport, it's... man. They need they need a series. They need competition. They picking on monster trucks. I used to watch that stuff growing up all the time, and obviously, like nowadays, I don't really see it. But after, like, I see some of the stuff that they've done in the past year, and like the talent and skills and like creativity that they have now is by far like nowhere near what they had. Like oh, seven every, years ago. every driver can do a backflip. Every driver can do a stoppy. It's insane. I, I remember when like someone would do a backflip, it was like the coolest thing ever. And it happened like twice a year and now everyone does it every single competition. And that's why they need, they need competition. The issue is the minute you go from these are guys having fun trying to put on a good show and technically competing but not actually competing to every week is an all-out war, the expenses are going to get a lot bigger. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I'm not even saying that's going to happen because they've never ever given me a sign that that might happen in the future. They've just had a lot of questionable decisions and kept the thing as static as they can. So it's fine. It's fine. It's not a hurtful business expenditure. I'm still go- I'm going to Monster Jam next month. In my 24th straight year. Wait, 25th straight year there. Um, you know that I know every Des Moines Monster Jam for 24 straight years. Last I didn't even know they did it in Des Moines. Back. So back on the uh, NASCAR topic, Noah just sent a tweet to Caleb and us. Apparently, Tyler Reddick and his victory lane gave a shout out to the iRacing champ keegan i'm not gonna say his last name because i'll botch it but 
Leahy, yeah. Um, apparently that they found more speed in the racing sim with Leahy, and apparently it, they translated it over to the weekend, and uh, that's where they said the speed pretty much came from. Also, it was I, from iRacing. I'm the one that sent you that. Was it you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys just profile pictures look too similar. Game? Yeah. I almost did, but then we were like in the middle of talking about uh, super. That's the whole. That's the whole reason why I thought Noah sent it was because, like, if you found it, you would have absolutely said something. Yeah, I almost brought it up, but we kind of had moved on. So, I don't take a lot of stock from the high race. What? You, so he gave credit to him because he was faster than he was on the sim. Um, well, so the guy, he's a he's a pro sim. Like yeah, he yeah. Races NASCAR has so, the pro, e-pro series or whatever. All the guys yeah, in so, NASCAR Heat 5 video game, my boyfriend tries to play as them all the time. Yeah, so That's he not a real basically provided them with insight because he found speed on the sim. So he went to the team and said, hey, try this because it worked for the sim. So the team tried it and... It might have, you know, got yeah, them. And even Kyle Bush in his post race interviews mentioned that like when they did the off season testing there, like twenty three eleven was in their own zip code. And he they said they tried to match it and do what they could, but like they're still clearly way off. What a tightrope that is walking. Just like could something on iRacing help you at every single track? I mean, if you How figure it out, yeah. Is that, you, well, you have pretty damn limited practice time, Caleb. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's huge. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's that's an all or nothing thing. Like, it's... And it's to the point where, I mean, so obviously these guys have their, their sims, but, you know, they've got that going. But, two, now you do have these iRacing teams that a lot of these teams are doing, and so they basically have more brains working to figure it out. And I mean, it's in some cases, I'm sure it's going to get successful. Yeah. Like it probably won't be successful all the time, but you'll definitely like, you'll hit it one of the times. Yes, you guys are absolutely right. Sorry, I just got texted by three different people asking what uh, Iowa Twitter page did, and I have no idea. So, so I, I was con- they must have done something funky because I got texted. Anyways, uh, we'll be back later this week, hopefully with Logan Shuhart. Uh, I know Josh wants to talk IndyCar, so we'll make that happen. They're at Texas next week. Uh, whatever else, I love Texas. Wants- I so everyone was shitting on Texas last year after the cup race, but the IndyCar race there was an instant classic. The the IndyCar race is, is really good there. And what like the whole way that people questioned the second groove and then the win being done in the second groove was like in the final textbook. Turn of it was the final lap. Yeah, it was like very story storybook like it just kinda all fell together. Absolutely. Um, I think I'm good. Caleb, do you have anything else to say? No, I think I'm all right today. Okay. Um, who would win in a four-cylinder 
1970s Ford, uh, just a straight up 15 lap 1v1 race, Chase Elliott or Lewis Hamilton. At Hawkeye Downs. Sorry, I didn't mention that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to have to give it to Chase Elliott. Okay. All right, good. You can keep your spot on the podcast. Everything's fine. <laughs> Oh, Any way you find a way to rip F1 drivers, you will do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Their fans think they're the gods. They they think those twenty guys are better than anyone else in the world, uh, and there's no debate being had. Uh, I would look at what Jensen and Kimmy did today, and uh, they got their asses whooped. Seven. I would love to see like give give them an off season testing. I'd love to see what like Kyle Larson can do in one of the in like a Red Bull car. Uh, well, the power would be driven down uh, because the team wouldn't want him to show up their drivers. That's how these things work. And it's, I, I'm full tenfold hat on that, but that's, and George like, Russell should have one F1 win, but the team told him his tire was flat. And he said, what? It's flat. They're like, yeah, you need to come in the pits right now. Come in the pits. Your tire is flat. And then, re- and then retired the car for the flat tire. Yeah. <laughs> flat tire. <laughs> It's just, it's such a joke and people act like anytime I look at them, I'm, I'm like, you're not going to like this, but I, I'm probably like the least biggest F1 fan. I watch every form of racing and I can't stand it. And they look at me like, why, what do you mean? And like that, I'm just like, I, I can like list off stuff, but it will be 30 minutes of complaints and I won't stop. Yeah. yeah the F1 fans always use the argument of look at Erickson going and being successful and IndyCar compared to him not being successful in S1, but like, what team did he drive for for F1? Uh, yeah, you could put a blind monkey in a Mercedes and he'd get a top five. But if you put, I'm wearing a Steve Kenzer shirt. You put Steve Kenzer and Richard Petty, um, both in Williams. Uh, they're not cracking the top ten. No. Actually, those two are. They're winning the race, but still, like that. You know. <laughs> No, I just, I, I love F1 for the fact, I like old F1 for the fact of the loose, the loose rules, but. They do have interesting, like. I hate the restrictions. Technology being used and integrated in different ways. Racers find to cut rules and go ahead is very fascinating. I will never forget the, God, what, what was the system? I had a name for it and I'm blanking on it, but the system with Lewis Hamilton on the straightaway where he pulled the steering wheel back and it created more downforce for the car for faster. Oh, straightaways. Yeah. Yeah. That was just like two years ago, right? Yeah. It was like 2019 or 2020 or something like that. It's supposed to change, change how cars are built. Yeah. Adaptive, oh, adaptive steering. Um, Caleb, you're of no help right now. You're just looking at me like giving me pressure. Under pressure. I did. I spent like two hours re- reading it um, one time. Oh, the DAS, the DAS system. DAS. That's what it was. Dad ass. Dad ass. DAS. DAS. DAS is not good. Now I would, yeah. I would probably give ten bucks to people listening at this point, Caleb. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it was it wasn't downforce. It j- adjusted the camber of the tires so that they were pointed straight compared yeah, but it to. All, it, and it ultimately they were fast already. It. I think they said it put them two point two seconds faster in practice. But it, the, than second you, place. They didn't use it this year, did they? No. No, they no, got it, caught. It, it got outlawed immediately. Oh, they outlawed it. Yeah. Yeah, because one could, doesn't like technological see. advancements. What the fuck's going on with race? <laughs> yeah. If yeah, you're still listening, them. if you're still listening, and and you got here from like Facebook or Twitter or whatever, if you're still listening, please comment. I would love to know. Also, comment who would win in the same race uh, with Chase Elliott against Lewis Hamilton, but Chase is replaced uh, just with the current reigning ARCA East champion. Not like oh. if you were listening to this in 2024. Wait, that that's a bingo now because we had to bring up Sammy Smith. That, so. does, that doesn't count as bringing up Sammy Smith. <laughs> I, I'm retroactively I, I bringing up someone else. <laughs> who, who is the it's reigning? Sammy Smith. He wasn't there. Arca East. <laughs> he got the reigning Arca East champion. What's that? Who's the reigning Arca East champion? Well, was Sammy? It was. It still is. Yeah. No, that's why I just said he's not. He's not going to win we, this. We, we had we had you. T- we had to hear you confirm it for the fact that we made the point clear that you brought up Sammy Smith. You guys have to do that afterwards. You know, we need everyone. We need everyone to know. And I think everyone does know at this point. Did we that- get Landon Castle? No, I thought, I thought I said Landon Castle and Joey Gase with Emerson Gase uh, Motorsports. Uh, Parker Clearman drove for him this weekend. Didn't do terrible. Yeah. That's no, cool. no, it was Brad Perez. Brad and... Perez. Oh, no, our guys at the Loose's Fast podcast. You know him as the Circle Jerks on here. We're gonna get them. We did a two-hour podcast with these guys where we got drunk in like mid-season NASCAR recap basically and it I, it went off the rails really quick but we <laughs> that. no it was perez and parker they chase were, were the two sorry i didn't even specify they were on they sponsor brad perez uh in select races uh so they were on the quarter panel uh for that race so shout out to them this dude right. really thought parker Kligerman race for their team when he's literally running full-time for oh, I was, well i was trying to think of it and they <laughs> They kept showing Klagerman on the broadcast Saturday and didn't, I mean, they like referenced the team for a bit after like bringing him up for like four and a half minutes without saying a word about the team. And it's just a yellow 48. And I'm like, I probably know exactly what team he's racing for. I just don't remember. I just, I can't remember them using the 48. I nope. I always remember the big machine racing for the fact of J- like when they announced Jade Buford. I was like, who the hell is this guy? You guys guy? can't make fun of me because I'm a big Florida Georgia Line fan, and that they're with those guys. I guess they know before they broke up. Were you at the Iowa IndyCar? You were there last year, right? Yeah, it's the best concert I've ever seen in my life. Huh? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I've never been. I've never like paid money to see a guy in concert. I've never been to a real concert. Well. I'm going to tell you that I, and if that is true, I feel sorry for you that Florida Georgia land was the concert that you had to hear. But all four of those concerts 
uh, were fantastic, and you should check them out if you go this year. Um, you really thought they were good live, huh? I like their music. Like, I, I, don't what, like, I don't know what standard you think I'm holding any band to, let alone the one breaking up because their girlfriend's political views are so fucking different. But yeah, I like their music. I think they were good to listen to live. I was, dude, I was getting goosebumps standing next to Damon. I'm like, I can't believe we got this big of a show. Are you sure that wasn't like heat sweats? And I was before. I mean, I was doing it with the Blake Shelton too. Like it was the whole weekend, but. I was very disappointed in the Florida George line, but maybe it's because you weren't making enough noise. I thought the no. crowd was pretty shitty to them. Uh, yeah, because they sucked. What do you mean? They, they played, were horrible. They played the hits. They, they we're, we're on a podcast. You cannot scream into the microphone. <laughs> horrible. Me, I know. They were horrible. I the crowd wasn't loud because they were. Ass. You haven't said anything objective. You've just said this sports team is ass. And <laughs> ass. They were bad live. But I'm sorry. They, they, had, they brought no energy. They, I've never even been to one of their concerts, and that was the first, like, first they, one. They just had no energy. They just were very mainstream, didn't do anything out of the ordinary. Yeah, they, they get people the involved. Yeah, they hit me right to the pillow to go to sleep. Well. That also might have been the heat exhaustion. (laughs) That was part of it. That really just didn't make it help. Was it was like one hundred and thirty-seven thousand degrees out, and it it was a long day. So two hundred fifty laps this year. Uh, I almost sent this tweet, but I didn't. But Joseph Newgarden would have won the IndyCar Championship last season had the second race been two hundred fifty laps instead of three hundred. That sucks. Yeah. I got to watch my favorite driver win in person. Get fucked. <laughs> yeah, and I got to I got to watch my favorite driver go off in a helicopter while everybody clapped. My favorite IndyCar driver of all time is dead. So you guys owe me a lot of apologies for bringing that up. Uh, you know, technically mine too. Yeah, so my my first my first favorite was is dead. All damn so. Logan fans. Yeah, we man. all were. All right, can we get matching favorite. T-shirts for Iowa this year? Oh boy. I'll do what I can to get you de- you guys press passes and we'll figure out, but I want to, we're going to do a whole thing that weekend. Yeah. Definitely let me know. Cause I, I think that'd be a good weekend to do that for. So I'll start emailing. I'll do the best I can. I know I, they like us because I did everything I could for them last year, but um, both everyone I talked to was super nice to me. Okay. And that's why I, I withheld usually, my comments. I can usually kind of tell if someone doesn't like me. Uh, but they, I, I'll talk to them. We'll try to figure something out. These but, these poor people sitting here just listening to us ramble on. If no, still we usually have morning. content meetings at the end of every show, which I love doing because I just feel awkward, like trying to take. Like we're not making a, a crap ton of money here. Like no one's making money. Uh, and I feel bad, like if I was like, hey, on this Monday, can you guys meet at like two o'clock to talk about what we're going to do on the podcast in the next three weeks? which it, like it could be organized, but like, I do feel bad doing it. So usually it just depends on a couple of mini meetings. I'm like, I read the text and I was like, Oh, we're probably just going to talk about Coda and whatever else he has to talk about. I was like totally unprepared for this. Like I was talking to my family literally as I got the text message, I was like, Oh guys gotta go. And that's know. how it works. I mean, like, it's just like what people think and what we talk about and what we end up talking about kind of, it makes sense. It's all stuff from this weekend. So. Right. Try to keep it on point. 
but that's the fun of it is you get me to piss off about some F1 guys and a UFC fighter, and then all of a sudden Caleb's making fun of me for not knowing the dad of a crew chief. <laughs> <laughs> Darn right. Bye bye. Let's see what Noah has to say about that. Text him. Yeah. Text him in the always race day chat and say Connor didn't know who this guy was. We're going to go. We're, I'm going to go Where's talk Noah, to him. Is Noah this, from so. Wisconsin too? No, so he's, he's from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. He's a Sooner. Yeah. I have a Sooner sweatshirt. I don't know why I bought it, but I bought it. Gross. It's SEC garbage. Fair. Unless your name's Joe Burrow. All right. Well, with that. What the hell does that mean? sec no burrow has nothing to do with oh okay okay i see all right yeah yep yep now you're following the, i will recant that to say that joe burrow is not sec garbage <laughs> all right are we good <laughs> yeah i think we're good I you're trying to connect joe burrow to oklahoma and that's probably where we got to stop <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we've we've gone way off the rails now. All right, so you guys might hear Logan Shuhart on Wednesday. You might not. I'll try to get him. Uh, I'm going to try to just book a ton of guests for the next month tomorrow and see what we can do uh, and take a different approach like that. But no promises. Uh, we're busy, and uh, hopefully we get it to you. I hope you guys enjoy it and let us know. Uh, what you like or don't like uh everything's negotiable except for what i say about f1 um other than that are you guys good caleb you can you can also complain about caleb if you want him off the show do it all right thanks guys for listening we'll be back uh wednesday night thursday morning if you're a listener because i don't know how many people stay up that late but uh yeah constructive criticism send it to my dms or tweet it any of us uh appreciate you guys uh josh caleb thanks for coming on and uh shout out to the carl auto group once again uh the cleanest car sales business uh in the entire world guaranteed